College and the NFL every weekend on Fort Wayne Sports State, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Attention highly skilled tradesmen. Local 166, the Plumbers and Steamfitters Union, is now hiring. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, or are interested in getting into an apprenticeship industry, the union is looking to hire you. They've been around for 122 years and are the standard for the industry. Start immediately and receive great pay, paid health care that is not taken out of your wages, amazing retirement benefits, and even a family medical center on site, free to all members and their families. This is a chance to advance your career to its fullest potential. If you are interested, contact a construction recruiter today at 260-417-8356. That number again is 417-8356 or text 166 to 46862. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, make the call today to the construction recruiter and change your life at 417-8356. Call now. Equal Opportunity Employer. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Attention, HVAC installers and technicians. Masters Heating and Cooling, an industry leader, continues to see rapid growth. And we've got rare opportunities for you to be part of the team. If you're an experienced HVAC installer or technician or have the drive and desire to become one, join the Masters Heating and Cooling team right now. Positions are open today. This is an expansion of our staff, giving you a rare opportunity to get in and be part of the Masters Heating and Cooling team. Top wages, great benefits, a career opportunity. Don't wait. Contact Masters Heating and Cooling online at Masters heatcool.com hi this is ryan newman nascar cup series driver and champion for a great cause to save lives and organ donation look what i do is dangerous and nobody's invincible but we can all do something incredible to save the lives of others that's why i want you to take a moment and register yourself as an organ donor like me at driven to save lives.org you might just become somebody's real hero the Fort Wayne Tintaps dropped a 3-1 to decision to Lake County on Friday night at Parkview Field in Game 4 of a six-game series. Game 5 of the series set for Saturday night, first pitch at 6.35. There'll be post-game fireworks after the game presented by Indiana University Fort Wayne. For ticket information, go online at tintapstickets.com. Can't make it to the game? Chase for the broadcast starting at the Hoopy Insurance Services pregame show at 6.15 on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old. It's hypoleukemia, and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. 
they got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. Here, it's like a celebration of life. There's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends, and you can tell that they love her, and you could tell she loves them, and that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Saturday, July 10th, 2021, the Three Rivers Festival edition because we are underway with the Three Rivers Festival after a COVID-related cancellation last year. So welcome in to Talking Sports along with my cohort, producer, co-host extraordinaire, Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovel, and thanks so much for joining us as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get hold of the show and be part of it. You can do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we know it's routed for us. And got a great show lined up for you this morning. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit later on with the uh, Tin Caps President Mike Nutter in our weekly Tin Caps feature. We wanted to talk about uh, something uh, a little uh, different. Uh, a lot of high school sports fans that tune in to talk in sports every Saturday morning, coaches, fans, parents, etc., administrators, and mercy rule. We have mercy rules in place in high school sports for baseball and softball, for that matter. And we have uh, the the rolling clock in the second half for football with a, I believe it's a 35-point uh, margin uh, of score. So is this necessary? Do we need it in all sports in high school? Do we need a mercy rule? Or instead of maybe a mercy rule, do we need just a time limit or nothing at all? We'd love to hear from you at the Automotive Color and Supply and text line at 46862, 46862. ES in front of your message once again. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. How are you, sir? I am wonderful this morning and uh, uh, looking forward to, a, well, a beautiful Saturday, at least. Yeah. Uh, Sunday's uh, weather. Looking a little iffy. Yeah, I got a doubleheader tomorrow, but, uh, of course. you know, uh, ew, rain in the forecast, but we'll see. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have that, definitely uh, happened. That the weather hasn't uh, come to fruition, if you will. But, uh, well, still. Uh, and now, you were out camping. Yeah, I was in the week. elements all week. How, uh, how was that? What was uh, what was that like weather-wise? brutally hot. Brutally hot. Got there Tuesday uh, about 4 or 5. Um, heat index was close to 105. Setting up the tent, which is no easy task. We have a humongous tent. Uh, and the canopy and all that stuff, well, we're pretty decked out. It, it was it was death setting that thing up. And it was a struggle for two days to camp, to be quite honest. For two overnights, you know, we took showers at, right before bed to try to 
you know, cool off a little bit. But I kept telling my wife, I, I don't understand how this is supposed to be fun. I really don't understand. And uh, finally, uh, Thursday uh, was supposed to rain most of the day. And I was like, you know what? We've suffered through two days of heat. I don't want to have to tear this thing down and rain. We're leaving Friday morning. It's going to be wet out. So we packed up Thursday morning, headed to a hotel for our final day. So I was able to get to uh, the battlefield and again went to Gettysburg. They swam at the indoor pool instead of the outdoor pool. So Noah was still happy. And it was a lot easier. And I was I think an underrated part of it was I was able to get a good night's sleep in the hotel before having to drive the nine hours yesterday home. So I think that was You camped a smart... at a hotel the last day. Is that yes. like, is, so so you kind of earned that. Well, I think we earned it after yeah. the Tuesday, Wednesday evenings, nights, overnights. It was it was it was crazy hot. Haven't contemporary tents gotten easier to assemble? They have. Site? Yeah. Now, of course, my wife had to go all out and buy the 16-person tent for oh. three people. Okay. Um, but uh, it is very extravagant in there. It's got different, you know, area like wings, mm -hmm. so to speak, kind of like rooms. And it is fairly easy to put up. It is time-consuming with all the elements, but it's. I've gotten to the point where I can pretty much get it up. It just takes an hour, you know. Okay, I mean? so, so you know what to do. It's just the painstaking, the painstaking part of at, getting and, from point A to point B. Yes, and uh, you know, in 105 degree heat, wondering what the hell we're doing out here. Okay, let me ask: you, Is camping a sport? No, no. Is it a recreation? It's a recreation activity. Now. It's it's it probably sure takes, sounds it takes more effort than some sports I would say, <laughs> uh, particularly put up and tear down. But um, you do know, you, do you have to? Okay, and I, I mentioned to you before we went on the air. The extent of my camping was sleeping out in a man-made tent in my backyard as a kid. Not opposed to camping, just have never had the opportunity. But do, do you need to like stretch, do calisthenics or something <laughs> like that before camping? No, I don't think so. I think you know the the the, it, the toughest part is getting down. You know when you're in the tent, you know on your air mattress, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. And then you think, oh, camping, you know, at night you're gonna you know sit around the campfire and make s'mores. I mean, when it's 95 degrees, the last thing you want is to make it hotter around you, so True. you don't want to make a, 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 a campfire. So. It was just a, a bad timing all around. We'd already kind of committed to it, and, you know, okay, we'll try it for a couple of days. Uh, luckily, we were able to get out of there on Thursday morning and go to a nice Holiday Inn Express and Suites, which was a lot better setup than a campsite, I'll tell you that. Very nice, very nice. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. Uh, and we're talking this morning, mercy rules in high school sports. Are they necessary? Do we need them? Uh, do we need them throughout sports? Uh, we have a 10-run rule in baseball and softball. And, uh, you know, we had a, a, a text that, that came in already that says uh, perhaps for JV. Uh-huh. You know, um, or, or, you know, once again, do we need a run rule or do we need a time limit for these contests, whether whether that's tennis, soccer, whatever, what you know, uh, because I know that the IHSA just tabled a proposal to they have did. a running clock, what, in the second half, or when a margin gets to 30. 30, yeah, and then roll have a running clock. Obviously, you stop at the quarter breaks. You stop for free throws at the two-minute mark or 
beyond it the in the fourth quarter. But other than that, it, it keeps going. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, the particulars, the IHSAA has tabled a basketball mercy rule proposal that would initiate a running clock once a team takes a 30-point lead. Clock would still stop for timeouts, the break between the third and fourth quarters, and free throws during the game's final two minutes. But other than that, the, the clock would roll. I imagine it would not start until the second half, similar to football. So a 30-point mm-hmm. lead in the second half. And, you know, when you initially think about it, you say no, but I'm looking at girls' basketball in particular, and there's a lot of lopsided basketball games. And some people can say, well, you know, you could change that for the scheduling. But you still play your conference teams, your conference foes. And look at Homestead, when they were really, really, really good um, you know, a couple years ago and, and up till now is, you know, they're playing the North sides and destroying them they're, they're by 70, 80 points. They're destroying Wayne by, by 60, 70 points. I mean, the, 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 they're embarrassing and they're not doing anything to better Homestead and it's just embarrassing the other team. So I absolutely am for a basketball mercy rule because I see so much um, lopsided games, particularly on the girls basketball side. We already have it for football. Why not basketball? Just keep the clock rolling in the Let's second half. Let's get and... in and out of there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you have, you know, SAC double headers, and you're looking into having the, uh, you know, the get to the boys game already, or, you know, quite frankly, if you're, you know, trying to get home at a reasonable hour, not just the fans, but the students, the players in particular. Well, what I'd like to know, though, if in that scenario, actually, how much time are we lopping off of a game if we roll the clock as opposed to stopping it? I mean, is it just a matter of an elapsed extra 10 minutes? Yeah. Or is it 30? Is it, you right. know, is it significant enough to go, whoo, thank goodness. You know, now if we get out of a gym 10 minutes earlier, I don't know if. True. Is it know, worth it? And, and plus, you know, when, when you're thinking, and, and many people do still, thinking of, let's say, school records, single game records, career records, things like this. Would this, right. with a rolling clock, impede perhaps if you had an outstanding player that was going for a career mark in total points or something? Now, the playing field is not even from, let's say, if if a, a, a player is, let, let's say in, in high school boys basketball, if somebody was trying to eclipse the school record uh, in, you know, at, at, let's say, Northside High School, with a rolling clock, that may not be the issue although in a lopsided game that star may not be in there still hoisting up shot uh, maybe so but i guess under and i guess you could take the same case over to the football side of things and with the running clock we now have enacted in the second half in football games that could could have affected those things but i haven't heard any incidents where something but he's like man he was going for the record and could have got it if we had more time um but you know it, it could definitely rear its head at times i would imagine mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, just a lot of things to consider. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two TS in the front of your message if you will. Um, got a text that just came in just now. It says uh, TS rolling clock doesn't change anything from a talent standpoint. Blowouts are gonna be blowouts, and and that is true. No, absolutely, but, I yeah. get it. Uh, but it does get you out of there early. I've been I've covered a fair amount now of ba- of football games that have the running clock in the second half. And me personally am thankful for those. Now, 
I think journalists and 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 media members are probably a little bit more excited than that. But I think too, you know, fans and and you know, reach out to us, tell us four six eight six two. As a fan, do you feel that uh, you would benefit from getting out of there, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier in, in the event of football? As compared to, you know, if it was a basketball, would that affect you? Are you going to leave anyway yeah, as a fan? Yeah, you anyway? If it's, if it's lopsided, you go, oh, I'm going to beat the traffic. Or right, I'm yeah. going to get over to such and such before they close and, and get a bite to eat or something. You know, so, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a great question to, to ponder because there's so many variables and, and so many opinions. And we'd love to hear from you today. Right. Once again, 46862. And I know, um, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, that's when you dump the benches. That's when the younger kids get yeah. to play. But that's kind of why you have JV, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know it can't simulate varsity sports. But if you're playing a horrible team anyway, how much are those young kids benefiting from sure. getting on the floor as opposed to playing a JV game? So. But are, are we also talking about perhaps the softening? of a society as well oh, sure that we don't want little billy or or, or little uh, amanda to to just get their butt just shellacked right you know and and gee that that's that's bad for their psyche you know yeah, yeah. you know that that's where you have to choose when you get to the high school level do i want to play sports or not there's gonna right. be there there's mama said there's gonna be nights like this you know so, <laughs> right yeah you know, but uh yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's an interesting concept. Uh, once again, uh, uh, another text uh, rolling in at 46862. T.S., good morning, gentlemen. What effect would this mercy rule keep having on the students year after year against the homesteads of the area, if any? You know, it, yeah, it, I mean, it, would it make the margin of defeat less? Or I think know? it would. I, I mean, I've not been in that position. So I can't say, but, you know, watching Northside girls basketball in particular, year after year, lose by 60, 70, sometimes even 80 points to a homestead. Um, how 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 bad is that? And is it is it is it better to only lose by 50 if there's a, a I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, you know, looking at that and I'm saying this team has no chance to beat this team. Why are we wasting time by stopping the clock with four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter? for substitutions and free throws and all that. But, you know, to your point, uh, Jim, you said, you know, how much are we, how much time are we really saving? Yeah. Right. So, um, but then again, you know, time is money. Some people, you know, 15 minutes is everything. If you can get, you know, you know, your son or daughter home and get them in bed as opposed to sticking around and watching a blowout. So bunch of different angles here. I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong. I think it's just a fascinating topic to discuss yes uh more text coming in too uh, uh another one has said uh you know if if they want to do rolling clocks they should match historical talent with historical talent instead of grouping things by school size you know that, that sure. would be a little more difficult to do but I, I see the point yeah and you know that goes back you know homes let's take uh, once again homestead girls basketball for example they did as much as possible to schedule challenging games out of the sac and they didn't want to go and continue to beat up teams because it, quite frankly, didn't help them get better. But they also had to play their nine conference games, and they had to beat up on Northside when when they're really bad, and Wayne when they're really bad, and Northrop when they were really bad. And that just does nothing for everybody involved. And you know, boys basketball a little bit different. I think you know the gap between the really good and the bad teams isn't as as pronounced as it is in girls basketball, in my opinion. And 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 two, I don't think you see that much parity within a conference in football either 
maybe one game, but by and large, it's not. And, and you're also, you know, football, you're limiting the chance of injury. And that, that's a, mm-hmm. that's maybe an added thing that you don't necessarily yeah, see in right basketball there. or whatever. Uh, you know, you and to a certain extent, it could be basketball. You know, if you tear your ACL in a 65-point game with three and a half minutes to go and you're going, this shouldn't have happened, um, then, you know, maybe it is worth it. So everybody's going to have an opinion and, and keep hitting us up, 46862, because I, I think th- you can come at this from multiple angles for oh, sure. Oh, so many different ones. We're going to uh, step out and take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and talk to Mike Nutter, and then we're going to return to this subject of mercy rules in sports. So stay with us here on Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. For homeowners insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Charlie died after taking a single pill that turned out to be counterfeit. He was having back issues, and it was a counterfeit poisonous pill. Websites and social media selling fake medicines may look legitimate, but they're not. Drugs from these rogue pharmacies could have fillers like sawdust or deadly fentanyl. He died in less than 15 minutes after taking the pill. Now there's a free tool that can give you peace of mind. At safe.pharmacy, enter the pharmacy web address and you'll know if the site you're using is safe. If you're not getting your prescriptions from a legitimate source, that next dose you take could be your last. We just don't want other people to go through what we're going through. This is horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Find out about fake medicine on social media and if the site you're buying from is safe. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. We all know ticks suck blood, but not just in the woods. Ticks can be almost anywhere year-round. Even though some are smaller than the head of a pin, they're big trouble. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered insect repellent. And when you shower, remember, check for ticks everywhere. If you get a tick, tell an adult and go to ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Ticks! 
Are you a veteran who wants to get your VA benefit payments without worrying about a paper check or prepaid debit card? Each year, millions of federal checks go uncashed because they are lost, stolen, or delayed. Direct deposit is smarter, safer, and easier. VA's Veterans Benefits Banking Program gives you access to military-friendly, federally insured banks and credit unions. Get your benefits on time, every time. Sign up today at benefits.va.gov slash veteransbanking or 1-800-827-1000. Ice cream. All the ice cream in my house, in the world, and most of my stuffed animals. My video games and, um, my phone. What would you give for your freedom? Would you give your eyesight? Would you give ever seeing the sunset again? Would you give the ability to see your children's future? Thousands of brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom. And the Blinded Veterans Association wants to give them their freedom back, but it needs your help. Go to BVA.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to BVA.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence, and by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org today. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply for Saturday, July 10th. 2021, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message if you re remember to do so. Uh, we have other... Uh, programs going on live in the building and uh, we'll know that it's for us and uh, we have a, a topic today that uh, has uh, garnered a lot of uh, uh, attention and response and we're asking about mercy rules in high school sports do you agree should we have mercy rules throughout high school sports we do in baseball softball we have a rolling clock in football they just tabled a, a consideration in the ihsaa for basketball to roll a clock in the second half have you got a 30 point margin your thoughts, once again, 46862, 46862, TS in the front of your message. Or if you have a question about Tin Caps baseball, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union, is Boeing Tin Caps President Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. Great to be back with you. I had a cold that I was battling last week, and I did nothing to make for bad radio like a guest speaker that can't talk. <laughs> Well, uh, and believe me, I know what, uh, let's say, laryngitis or anything like that is uh, is, is is something that uh, those that talk into a microphone do not want and, and are, are deathly afraid of, uh, but it does happen. So, uh, yeah, well, well, Mr. John Nolan, uh, a pinch hit for you, and uh, we are thankful for John's uh, presence on the show as well, but uh, glad to have you back this morning, Mike. That's uh, for certain. But uh, the Tin Caps uh, finishing out a, a second elongated 12-game and 13-day homestand, uh, beaten last night by the Lake County Captains 3-1. to one. Uh, Matt Waldron went seven innings last night. It was his second seven-inning stint in a row. Mikey throws a knuckleball. Now, <laughs> and, and by the way, he walked 
one batter last night. So you can throw the knuckleball for a strike. But are we seeing more or less pitchers showcasing the knuckleball in, in professional sports? I think a lot less. I think the way you let up is perfect. The difference with Matt, the Padres acquired him last year from the Cleveland Indians in one of those deals. And so the Padres sent a ton of talent over to the Cleveland Indians. But they got Matt back, and he's really good. And so the difference between him and a lot of knuckleballers is he features uh, 93-94 with the fastball. Mm-hmm. And so they had a conversation with Matt a couple of weeks ago as a guy that was throwing 93-94 and having success, you know, probably our best, second best starting pitcher behind uh, Ethan Elliott, and talked about um, for him um, a quote-unquote knuckleball pitcher, not just to have it like he did before, but to feature it. And... You know, you're talking about a guy that's a pro athlete playing at the high level, having a successful season already. It takes a real mature person to buy into that. Um, You know, it's like swing changes and different things for different baseball players or golfers. And a lot of people can resist thinking, well, I got to this point because of this. And to Matt's credit, great guy, awesome competitor, mature as can be. So he got the final out last night. I don't remember if it was called or if it was a strike three swinging at 93. Well, that's a tough mix. You remember Wakefield and Candiotti and, you know, Necro and Huff and guys that did it effectively and successfully for a long time. I had a guy stop me yesterday on a concourse and said, this guy's going back to back seven innings like that doesn't happen in the minors heck it doesn't happen much in the big leagues anymore right uh, but that knuckleball is less taxing on your arm and so then he can walk i mean are you kidding me guys that don't even throw that walk three to five times hitters a game now you also tip your cap to, to hoseman kerner because hey you're now catching a knuckleballer <laughs> you know what i mean and so oh, yeah it's one of the cool things that you get to see through the, the development obviously in the wins and losses we're not playing our best right now. It doesn't mean that they're not playing hard and that they're not competing out there. We've had some more injuries. We brought up some young guys. We make no excuses. We love being with the Padres. Their system is loaded. But we've got a ton of guys playing high A ball that have never played low A. And it's just neat to see somebody like Waldron back seven inning starts. Yeah, we lost 3-1, but he's not the reason. It's really cool to see his development. Well, now... It- with the knuckleball and the fact that, as you said, you know it's such a, a, an efficient pitch from a from a musculoskeletal uh, perspective. It's from a kinesiology standpoint, it, it's very easy on the arm. Now, uh, so from that perspective, since we're we're seeing so many more, I mean, the last decade, so much more in the in the way of Tommy John surgeries and things like this. You know, maybe be is it that the pitch isn't being taught as much due to the fact that once you let it go, you are pretty much at the mercy of wind <laughs> velocity and, and things of this nature. But, uh, I, you know, less command, I guess, uh, unless you're of the elite uh, pitchers that throw that. I think you're exactly right. Like, I don't know if five years from now, every rotation, maybe not every, but a lot of rotations in the minor leagues are going to have one guy featuring it. I think it's certainly possible. I think there's one or two guys in our league now, total, 
that throw it or that feature it at all. Uh, there's a handful in all of the minor leagues. It is tough. It's tough on catchers. Sometimes it's pitching coaches and managers don't want to deal with it. I'm not suggesting that's the case of ours. But like you said, it seems like it's so much easier on the arm, so it's a different grip. And it's the equivalent of playing catch in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And so it's not max effort. It's not, uh, you know, he throws other stuff. But usually a guy's not featuring a breaking ball. And then also throwing wipeout sliders and 94. I mean, it's just more of some of those guys, Wakefield, Candiotti, you know, the other guys that I've named, they could go out there every couple of days. I mean, yeah. it was literally like their side session. It was just that different grip and digging in like knuckleballers do. I do wonder, we talked about it, uh, you know, a couple guys on staff the other day. With his success, do other guys start to think that? Or the prominence or the prevalence of Tommy John, do people start to look at it? It would be unique. And listen, with Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, there's no longer we're doing it this way because that's the way it's always been done. You know, most of the fans that come out early, if they see the tin caps taking batting practice, it's not like guys like you and me throwing at 58 miles an hour now hitting the bat. Mm-hmm. A lot of days our guys are out there taking batting practice off 94 miles an hour off the machine. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the scouts don't love it, but, hey, they're taking batting practice at 515 off 65 miles an hour, and then they step in the box at 7, 10 p.m., and it's 98. You know, that it's hard to see how that's getting you ready. And so I do think that there's a chance. And uh, it'd be neat if guys like Wakefield and stuff like that who had great, successful big league careers became consultants for specific minor league guys or teams. I think there's a shot with the arm injuries. And then the other part is, coming out of COVID, I don't know how major league teams are going to cover all these innings in the second half of this season. I I just don't. You went from a 50-game total season. You know, you've got Mm -hmm. Tim Hill, I think, on the Padres has already thrown in like that many games this half. Uh, Mark Melanson is around 30 saves, a little under for the Padres. That's as many games as those guys pitched in last year. So, obviously, I'm not criticizing our affiliate or any. My question as a fan, put my fan hat on, how do you cover all these innings? And arm injuries and things like that, I think there's a chance in the second half of this season that we see several more tin cap debuts. I hope, again, to be clear, I don't know anything. Uh, which is a good sound bite for you guys to record when I come on every week saying he doesn't know anything. But Evan Miller that went to Purdue-Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. he's going to be the first Mastodon to pitch in the big leagues. You know, he's obviously one of our former guys and from Elkhart. Jordan Guerrero, our old closer and setup man that's now throwing in excess of 100. These are guys that have not debuted in the big leagues yet, but they're going to need some coverage on innings. Every major league team is. There are so many scouts at the major league level right now at tin caps games because everybody's trading. I'm sure they think the Padres are going to be buyers yet again. So there's people getting in there watching our pitching, watching Tierso or Nalas leading the league. And we may have lost Mr. Nutter. Thank you, sir. Yeah, there he is. Okay. Yeah. We got him. Maybe I just put you to sleep. A little bit. No. <laughs> you were going little, in and out. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. So we're back at it tonight at six thirty five. We're closing out this long one tomorrow at one oh five and uh it's been another successful thing with having the 
the restrictions lifted. It was so great to see the huge crowds on July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and a big one last night. We're already over 5,000 tonight, so a lot of fun being had at Parkview Field. Oh, it, it will be. And, and I love looking at the box scores in the morning and seeing, and, uh, and with, with John Nolan's recaps, seeing the attendance figures now that, that are, are about, they're, they're very tin cap like now. <laughs> so No uh, question. And they don't start with a one, two, or a three. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it's just so much fun. You know, and I made a, I made a, a Facebook post last week after the Comets were uh, winners uh, of the Kelly Cup and, and had 10,477 fans in attendance at the Coliseum. But at the exact same time, 4,440 fans were at Parkview Field watching the Tin Cap. So just shy of 15,000 people at the two local venues watching two professional sports teams play which I thought was outstanding. Obviously, being in professional sports in this town as well, uh, like yourself, this is something that I thought was very gratifying. I mean, with in in so many different ways and in so many different levels. Because coming out of COVID, getting uh, getting capacities back and things of this nature, but still, on a night. When we had a Kelly Cup clincher at the Coliseum, we also had fireworks at Parkview Field on a Friday night. And, and you know, it's it's just great to see the support that professional sports are getting in Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana, Northwest Ohio. And it shows. But that was that was great to me. And, and I, I loved it because once again, with all three and actually with the with the Fort Wayne FC team, now all four teams that get out into the community and do community support events and efforts is uh, is something that a lot of people in this community don't really see on the surface but it does happen and uh, these teams are very supportive of all the community causes and uh, it is just great um, you know it's great synergy for the city to have a good relationship with professional sports there's no question about it. You said it better than I could, and the teams get along and promote and support one another and care for one another. You know, the Comets called and they said, hey, we got some guys want to come out and bring the cup out. We said, great. They came out July 4th, a night we don't have trouble selling tickets, and they threw out a, you know, they threw out a first pitch and had the cup out there, and just really, really cool stuff. We're so glad they won it all. Uh, selfishly, we're glad they won it on Friday night because on Saturday night, <laughs> Uh, you know, they were going to have ten to 12,000. We were going to have 6,000. We might have put 18,000 in games around this town. Uh, but it's so cool. Uh, Randy Brown, who's announced his retirement, gets to go out with one more. Scott Sproke, my good buddy, and the Frankies that really took a leap and played when other teams didn't or chose not to or could not. Uh, really cool stuff. And so they got rewarded. The fans come out. To support all four now, you're exactly right, because of the impact in the community by the Mad Ants, the Comets, the the new soccer football guys, and ourselves. So it's really gratifying to see. It is. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. 
All right, that was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a break. Now, we're talking once again about mercy rules in high school sports, and we're getting a lot of traction on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. We got several texts that have come in. In the meantime, we will read those when we come back and continue to uh, uh, flood our text line with those this morning with your thoughts and opinions because there's so many different ways uh, to look at this. And uh, and we'd love to hear from you at 46862, 46862TS in the front of your message. We're going to step out, take a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <coughs> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The great Gap Sale at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com is here. Styles up to 75% off. Plus, limited time deals including active shorts for the family from $19.99. Shop now through July 10th. Are you ready to start investing but aren't sure how? Go for the gains you deserve safely with this free special report from Wall Street trader and financial expert Jared Dillian. Claim your free copy at jaredradio.com. That's jaredradio.com. Here is Greg Thomas with your latest Mortgage Minute, where you can gain an edge on your next mortgage. Greg Thomas here from Cross Country Mortgage. I want to talk about what it means to be a competitive buyer. Sales are happening, so is winning these bids. And cash is king once again. Not cash deals per se, it's still people getting finance for these homes. But folks that have their money right are winning. We find ourselves reminding people that money in the bank, money available to buy a home as part of the pre-approval. You have to have money. You have to have money left over. We call those reserves, money that you have in the bank that we're not going to use. The people that can make their own down payment, pay their own closing costs, and have some money left over are the folks that are winning deals right now. There, of course, are exceptions to this. Please give us a call for more information. Contact Greg anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at ccmindiana.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Greg Thomas, NMLS 138839. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Be more than white windows. Design your home with the colors you love. Black, red, green, beige, gray, and sandstone exteriors. Plus beautiful hardware options to complement your design. Plus rich colors on the inside stained for your home. Be offers total design choices. Be lets you virtually design colors to match the character of your home. Up to 50% off plus manufacturer's rebates in 24 months. No interest, no payments. Go to bwindow.com. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, gibsonsheating.com. 
Guys, you can enhance your bedroom performance without a prescription with Legends XL. Legends XL is clinically shown to promote blood flow within 60 minutes the first time you use it. Legends XL. Its powerful nitric oxide booster helps promote the blood flow, stamina, drive, and confidence when you need it. Look, it works for me. It'll work for you, too. So just try it. Legends XL. Legends XL. Available at Walgreens and other fine retailers. Complete info at ProphaseLabs.com. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. And Justin Kenny is on point with his rejoin music this morning. Gold star. Comes off a camping trip and he is energized. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> For sure. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. We've gotten a lot of mileage out of this question. Should there be a mercy rule throughout high school sports? We have a mercy rule in high school baseball, softball. Uh, we have a rolling clock in high school football with a margin of what is it, 35? Yep, 35 into the, the second, second half, half. Yep. and then they tabled a, a, a consideration uh, the IHSAA did uh, recently on a 30-point margin in high school basketball to roll a clock in the second half, stop the clock on free throws with less than two minutes to go, and I believe just the fourth quarter, but uh, that necessary, and oh my goodness, we have gotten uh, a lot of uh, traction out of this, uh, you know, we we had a text that came in and says, what's so important in life that we have to leave the building while watching wonderful kids play sports that we have to limit the amount of time we spend there? You know, uh, what if we miss a, a moment uh, that is, you know, the greatest moment of that kid's life? Just a thought there. Uh, I have another one. T.S., what I don't like about the running clock in football is that even if the team that is down gets a couple of scores and cuts it to 21, they don't take the running clock off. The clock should only run when the margin is 35 or above and should go back to stopping if the other team gets the margin reduced. Very interesting point there, Justin. It's a slippery slope when you do that because if somebody scores with you know six minutes to go in the game do, do, and to get it within 28, do we stop it then even though there's no way yeah. they're coming back? I mean, I, I have not seen a single game in this area in football People can chime in four six eight six two if you you can can uh, you know pinpoint one for me where I looked at a team and said man without that mercy rule in effect they had a really good chance of coming back and winning that game so I feel like you're going to have to cite some specific examples of that maybe there's some outside the area in other areas of the state but this area I can't give you an example of that you know being being an issue. Another text came in, said a simple starting point would be to match teams that have finished above 500 the last 10 years and match teams that finished below 500 that would probably go a long way to create even games. Although that seems like a lot more work than uh, just putting a running clock in you because know, you have yeah. conferences, you have league affiliations, you have conferences, you know. Certain, yeah, certain teams have to play other teams every single yeah, year. I mean, and, it's, I mean, athletic directors, anybody who's listening right now is like moaning and groaning because nobody understands how difficult it is to put together basketball schedules in particular uh, at the high school level because you have to fill, you know, X amount of non-conference games. And if you're really good, nobody wants to play you. Mm -hmm. And if you're really bad, you know, some teams just want to play you for wins. And how are you getting better? You're not f finding like, te like teams. So 
in theory, it sounds good, but it's impossible at the high school level to do that. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. We are on this topic until we uh, conclude the show this morning at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Uh, another one that came in, and uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, perhaps if one coach didn't recruit, hoard all the girls' basketball talent in the area, we wouldn't need a mercy rule. Come on. I know who that is. Come on. No, the, the biggest recruiting tool is winning, and Homestead wins, and the, there's no recruiting going on in terms of the coaching staff at Homestead or yeah. the school. Same thing with Bishop Lures. People are going to jump on Bishop Lures uh, football. Uh, it's the hot place to be right now. That team is going to be a state title contender. You know, talking to Kyle Lindsay, the head coach, he doesn't know who these kids are when 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 there's kids interested in going to Bishop Lures and all this stuff. There's no no more recruiting at any of these other places than anywhere else. Uh, you go, winning is the biggest recruitment tool. Homestead girls basketball, Snyder football, Bishop Lures football. Winning is the biggest recruiter. And people want to play for winners, and they want their kids to play for winners. Well, and especially in the parochial schools. You look at the Bishop Lures football roster over the years, and you see the same generational names. You look at the Bishop Dwanger football roster, both teams, rich, rich histories in high school football over the years. But you see it as a generational thing. You see a lot of the same names of these families that come through and instill in the, in the bloodstreams of these kids football. Yeah. And, and that is more than now, am I going to say that perhaps recruiting has been done? Has I'm not going to, I'm yeah, not going to be that happens, naive, but it's not as rampant but, as people like to think it is. But as you're saying, kids, parents want to play, want to put their kids, their student athletes in winning situations. So if you had a choice to play, uh, at Snyder High School, and you're a football player. Would you right. not jump right. at that opportunity? And, he, and here's a here's a specific example. I'm going to leave out names, but there's a recent example of a kid and his parents that have that have come to me and talked to me because they feel, and I agree that their kid has a potential to play college football somewhere. He's not a D1 kid, but he can go somewhere to get some of his schooling paid for. Mm -hmm. At his current school. He was not being utilized in a way that was really highlighting his skills. The school, you know, the team just, you know, their schemes didn't mesh with that kid's skills. And so they're looking for a place. Where could we go? Do we leave to try to get our kid an opportunity to shine more and potentially go to college, get money for college? Is that a bad thing for a family, for parents, for a kid to transfer to another school to get seen for people to think, you know, for parents to think and whether it's right or wrong or whether it works or not, if they feel they can go to another school and get an opportunity to be seen and utilized in a way that's going to help them get to college and get them some money for college. Is that a bad thing? I don't know a single parent out there that would say, no, I would not do that for my child to pass up an opportunity to better their situation going forward sure and and but that justin is part of the student athlete equation where you know if there again if if the if this student athlete in question has the grades to go wherever and has you know college preparatory classes that they can take in order to also right. you know 
it if they're going to go to school, uh, go to college within the state and get state scholarship money and other, you know, grants and, and scholarships due to academics slash athletics. That's even a better scenario. And, you know, but but to go strictly and solely for and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because right. it does and it has but it's been more uh, of a subtle thing right that parents are, are you know switching kids over to schools where they don't like the coach or the coach doesn't see that you know and I get it right I get it because uh you know some parents uh think that little Billy is is going to be better off and better suited in a scheme that a coach runs or that a certain school runs yeah yeah, I, I see and, that. Yeah, for sure. So what what else we got? Anybody else with the uh with the mercy rule stuff? Uh not yet, but uh we've we've gone through those uh, 46862. We uh we'd love to talk some more about this and uh I know and, that there was your point. Yeah, there was one Jim that that mentioned about, you know, the kids having to face defeat and all that stuff and you know, you know, kind of the wussifying of of youth and that's not the angle I'm taking with this. My thing is what's the point? type thing if, if these teams are if it's 50 60 70 points in the second half what are we doing are, are, why drag this why out Why drag this out okay. I'm, I'm not saying you know oh save these kids the humiliation or whatever I, I couldn't care less i agree that they need to face you know some obstacles like this but for everybody's you know sanity quite mm-hmm. sa- quite frankly um let's just speed this up and, you know there was somebody else that jumped in you know you, you, why would leave, you leave early if you know, don't want to miss something? As a parent, you know, I wouldn't leave, obviously, if my kid's playing. But as a casual fan, if I'm there, um, I want to get out of there, yeah. right? And like I said, there, you know, unless you're a parent uh, or the bus driver, you know, there's nothing yeah. keeping you there. Uh, <laughs> and don't, let me tell you, yeah. bus drivers are probably all for, um, all for uh, time, uh, you know, uh, mercy rules for sure. That's a, uh, oft, uh, un, un, unnoticed or unmentioned aspect of this thing is you can guarantee those uh, bus drivers they oh get my home. goodness yeah yeah 15 minutes is everything for a bus driver because just think about that a bus driver drops the team off you know well like let's say with myself i coached jv baseball uh, this past year the the bus driver would get to the school at four we'd have a 5 30 start you know and if we're going out somewhere they get there get us to the the venue at about uh, 4 45 so we get you know from 4 45 until 7:45, three-hour period of time. They're just sitting there idling yeah. in their bus. Yeah. And uh, you know, or maybe I don't know, playing you know, word crush or something <laughs> like that on their phone. But but my goodness, it's yeah. There's uh, you know, the bus drivers. Hey. Um, and and here's another uh, text that just came in. Have a football class for the parochial schools. <laughs> that's that's a whole other you know conversation and, and that yeah and that and that's been uh that's been a topic as well that uh, you know we'll, well where does it stop people want you know a class for the parochial schools people want a class for the indianapolis schools i mean you know you can't say life isn't fair and these kids need to face adversity but then also be for a separate class for yeah other programs like you know that's a it's life. You know, and, right? and it's interesting. I mean, you know, we, we've had a, a, t- a previous text talk about a, a school that, that we're surmising is not a parochial school that I think we even got mentioned. Uh, this starts with an H, you know, about wink, wink recruiting. No, once again, and as you've said and I've said, kids want to be part of those you know, programs. And parents, and parents want their kids to be part 
of that yeah, program. To put those their programs. kids in the in the best possible situation. Yeah. So so the the football class for the parochial schools, parochial alone. Or, you know, or, yeah, or mix them in and that's or, life. You know, eventually you're going to face a team, uh, you know, that's that's going to be if you face a cathedral and they beat you. With, yeah. Oh, well, no. that's life. Right. But, Just but like I, getting beat by 60 on a basketball. Club. Yeah. But what about the success factor when a parochial school keeps getting bumped due to success factor? Just put them, you know, in, in 6A in football. Right. Which or, they did. Cathedral got bumped twice from 4A yeah. to 5A, you know, 5A so, to 6A. So. Yeah. So the success factor, I think, you know, would hopefully take care of that. But, uh, you know, anyway. Jim, you brought up real, real quick about timing. And let's say let's say a, a basketball game. Let's say let's take a Tuesday, a, a road game an hour away for a team. And if you can save 20, 25, 30 minutes with a running clock in the second half in a basketball game, especially if it's both of the JV and varsity games, these kids are able to get home a half hour earlier. And that could be the difference between, you know, finishing this assignment or being able to eat something before bed or something like 30 minutes is a lot of time for a kid when they're getting home at 930, 10, 1030 at night on a school night. And I feel like maybe that's an undervalued aspect of this whole conversation. True. And, but I think if it's going to be a minimum, uh, you know, 30 minutes, if you're only going to save, as I said earlier, 10 minutes or, or 12 or 15. Right. Eh. But yeah. yeah. Now if we're talking 30 or beyond, and I, I really don't, I mean, in a 32 minute basketball game or, you know, uh, you know, with, with in between stoppages, but, you know, if you're going to save 30 minutes, yeah, I can see. And being a road team that, that's got to travel 30 miles or something like that, okay, I'm, I'm a little softer on that. But once again, you know, and, and plus, I mean, if, if you're on the, the the losing side of that, that's a longer bus ride, <laughs> you know, bus ride even then. So. Right. But uh, 46862, Automotive Color and Supply Tax Line, 46862, just a couple more minutes to go on the show. I ran across something in Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History. On this date, July 10th in 1982, the first time Walter Jordan's Parade of Stars featured NBA players. And Blake says the game almost died after less than 300 fans came out to watch the 1981 game. The first two years of the format was based on a North versus South matchup of former Fort Wayne High School stars. Jordan changed everything in the third year and was rewarded as more than 4,000 fans crammed into IPFW's multipurpose building. The overflow crowd included fans stacked under the baskets at both ends and hundreds of fans were turned away. Jordan later credited former IU star Wayne Radford for saving the event by recruiting Isaiah Thomas, Mike Woodson, Butch Carter, and Ray Tolbert to play. Houston Rockets star Robert Reed also showed up. The NBA stars beat the local team 168-157. Carter scored 32, Woodson 31, Reed 30, Thomas 26, Tolbert 25. The Fort Wayne team was led by 25 from former Northrop uh, star Mike Muff and Tim Smiley as well. Jordan had 24 and Al Gooden 15. Other local players included, oh, Eugene Parker, Alonzo Craig, Roosevelt Barnes, George Swigert, and Craig Littlejohn. How about those names? I mean, from uh, from high school basketball history in this area. Also, uh, another entry in the Fort Wayne Sports History book, 1987, a record crowd of 79-39 watches the Walter Jordan Parade of Stars. Wayman Tisdale, Chuck Person, Adrian Dantley, Johnny Dawkins, Spud Webb, Scott Skiles, Herb Thompson, just so many, and it's uh, just in incredible. Uh, once again, before we go, i uh, got a text that came in. Uh, T.S., why are there no sectional basketball games in Fort Wayne? 
Very good. Who's question. throwing all this stuff out? Very good question. Show? Very good question. We, you know, uh, we we you have... need. We've said it before, and real quick, when we'll touch on it you know, in the future, you need people to want to host them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just uh, yeah. It, in all sports, you it, need gyms big enough and people wanting to host them. Yep. Indeed. Hey, that's going to do it for talking sports uh, this morning for July 10th, the Three Rivers Festival edition. Uh, get on out to some festival events. Uh, should be a lot of fun down there. Hopefully uh, the weather cooperates. But uh, thanks to Mike Nutter for joining us this morning. Thanks to all the texts that came in regarding our topic this morning. Thanks to Justin Kenny for keeping it all smooth, as he always does all the time. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in each and every week to talk in sports. Podcasts by Federated Media.